A vast increase in capacity with hundreds of thousands of extra seats, making it much easier for travellers to move up and down our long, narrow country. And that means faster journey times. Not just more capacity, it means faster journey times. Extraordinarily fast journey times. Passengers arriving at Birmingham Airport will be able to get to central London by train in 38 minutes. Which compares favourably, Mr Speaker, you will note, with the time it takes to get from Heathrow by taxi. We can try to get by with the existing routes from north to south. We can consign the next generation to overcrowding, standing up in the carriageways, or we can have the guts to take a decision. No matter how difficult, unlike the party opposite, by the way, Mr Speaker, uh, no matter how difficult and how controversial, that will deliver prosperity to every part of the country. 50 minutes, 50 minutes off the, off, the, off the time to Glasgow. When it comes to advocating HS2, it must be said that the task is not made easier by HS2 Limited, the company concerned. HS2, walking the line. After months of indecision, the High Speed 2 rail project in and out of Birmingham has finally been given the green light. Prime Minister Boris Johnson stood up in Parliament to announce the project was going ahead in full. Then he jumped on the slow train to Birmingham to celebrate the news with Mayor Andy Street and business leaders. We grabbed a few minutes with the PM inside the echoey surrounds of the abandoned former Curzon Street station. Here's what he had to say about HS2. The HS2 investments aren't really coming on stream yet. You're right to say it's a while, it's a while in the future. So we're going ahead with £48 billion worth of investment in, in railways across the country, a huge package, and that will benefit the West Midlands. And I'm a big supporter of Andy Street's, Mayor Andy Street's vision of uh, better connectivity in, in the West Midlands, you know, the things he wants to do with, uh, with light rail, with rail, uh, to, to create a kind of metro system. We've got to do that. And so we'll be doing, frankly, we can do that in advance of the completion of HS2. That's what we should be doing. Throughout this series, we have spoken to people already feeling the force of HS2. Families and businesses in Birmingham and beyond have complained bitterly about the treatment they've endured at the hands of HS2 Limited. We don't understand why they want to close down a 70-year-old family business that employs so many people and why they're being so vindictive and nasty. We don't understand it. We all lived here very, very happy. HS2 came along and said, mate, you've got to go. So nobody can sort of just walk in and take it away because if they try, they've got no chance. Johnson vowed to do more to oversee HS2 Limited in the future, and especially its dealings with the public, telling us it has not been good enough. 
Well, let me tell you, I've never, I've never been opposed to HS2 per se. I'm, as I'm, a cons- I'm an MP for, for, you know, my constituency is right on the route. And my constituents, there's no question, they get affected by it in a big way in Uxbridge and, and South Ryslip in, in, in London. And so, you know, I've always had my real doubts about the way HS2 has handled members of the public. And, uh, uh, I've had anxieties about the costs. But I've always thought that high-speed rail per se, in itself, was a great thing. And so, you know, it was a, a very tough decision. We had to look at all the issues, but there's no question in my mind that the future of this country, we've got to do uh, HS2. And the, the, the reason is that, yes, we're doing some fantastic stuff now with local transport improvement. Huge investment in roads, uh, big investment in local rail, big investment in buses, 4,000 new buses, bicycles, you name it. All that local stuff, though, um, and regional stuff will be greatly uh, intensified and the benefits will be greatly uh, increased if you can address the spine of the country. And that's, you, know, you look at the UK, it's, it's, it's articulated north-south. Uh, that's, you, and you, you need to, you, to, to deliver the east, east-west connectivity across the Pennines to do Northern Powerhouse Rail, you've also got to do HS2. And so that's the ambition. We want, to, we want to, to, to rebuild the spine of the country, uh, of the transport network, the anatomy of the UK, and then drive lots of, of local improvements as well. So uh, you're right. Um, I, I, I was worried about lots of aspects of, of the way it was run. We're going to change that now. We're going to have a new system of governance. We're going to have a, a, a dedicated minister and various other changes we're going to make. And, you know, one thing is vital, HS2 has got to interact better with the people, the communities on the route. But overall, it's a, it's a, it'll be a big, big net, net positive for this country. During his visit, the Prime Minister met with business leaders from across the region who have been clamouring for HS2 to go ahead. Partly for its own sake, but also as a catalyst for improvements for local commuters. Maria Marchinkosis is Director of Midlands Connect. The organisation has a bold £3.5 billion vision called Midlands Engine Rail for a series of connected new train services and lines to complement HS2 when it finally arrives. So I'm Maria Matankoses, I'm the director of Midlands Connect. So what we've been doing most importantly is to increase awareness of something perhaps, some of the messaging that's not been landed so, um, in, in, when it comes to HS2. So we, we thought since the government was, um, you know, um, capturing all of the recommendations from Douglas uh, in, the, in the review on the, the, the Okavi review on HS2, uh, we submitted our evidence in the summer as requested, but we used this time to start to increase awareness of, of some of the messages that people, or some of the myths, or to tackle some of the myths that people associate with HS2. So in particular, in particular, Midlands Connect is being very keen to promote the benefits of HS2 from a much wider uh, local connectivity perspective. So there's been a lot of talk about capacity and how HS2 will provide 
more capacity to the local network. Well, Midlands Connect um, has been for the last four years planning the arrival of HS2 and um, we've been working very hard on real evidence to suggest what is the art of the possible, what sort of what does it mean for our local stations in Coventry, in Wolverhampton, in Birmingham, in in, in Dorrit, in Solihull, and in the Black Country, in Samuel and Dudley? What what does it mean? So people generally believe that this is not just a isolated railway that's just going to focus on getting closer and faster to London. Uh, this is actually a, 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 an upgrade to the overall rail network. And uh, some of the work that we've done, and we've been very vocal about it, is um, we, we have done work on how, by removing some of those really fast services from uh, the existing network, the West Coast Main Line, um, uh, then by transferring those into a new railway, you can do much more with our local commuter network. And this is so important for Birmingham and the wider West Midlands region. So if you think about how the nerve system works in the body, you got the heart pumping and you got the nerve system all feeding into different, you know, big areas in the body. New Street is phenomenally important for the West Midlands. The whole network is configured to tap into New Street in some shape or form. So if you want new services between, you know, uh, Wolverhampton and the Black Country and the West Midlands and beyond, or if you want more frequent services on the Snow Hill line, you cannot do much more with existing new street station because it is frankly full. So on top of that, New Street is full by is used by rail freight uh, uh, providers, operators, uh, services that go all the way to to Edinburgh. So if you want to add new trains or more trains that help our local stations, it's virtually impossible. And that's why HS2 becomes a very good long-term solution because you could do bits to the network. You can add more trains, running stock to the existing. You can make platforms longer for longer trains. But are we? is that the ambition of the Midlands? Do we want a, a, a network that is equipped, that encourages more people off the car, onto the railways, not just for the next five years, but to have a really exciting offer for the non-train user at the moment for the next hundred years? Or do we still have to? Is it good enough for, for us in the West Midlands to accept a sticky plaster approach that every five years we're going to have to ask for another new kit? Uh, that is going to take time and money as well. So we've got to look at the HS2 debate as a solution to our existing railway local network problems. And that's when the, the word HS2 needs to be now far more linked to capacity rather than just speed or just connecting to London uh, in that sense. I think I think for some of the observers looking in, yeah. that, that capacity message has probably felt like a quite a recent one to some extent. I think the focus has been on the speed and, yeah. and, and the journey times. Totally agree. And yep. then almost almost over the last sort of six months to 12 months, everyone's focusing instead on capacity. You, you've explained there, I think, really well how that will actually work. And I, and I guess I'm still looking at this as from the perspective of a, a commuter living in the West Midlands who travels in and out of Birmingham and to and from other parts of the, the region. And I, uh, I guess getting that message through about why my services will get better, because they are pretty rubbish at the moment, why they will get better because we're going to spend a lot of money on HS2. So so the big debate around that, because I do seriously sympathise, I'm a 
very, um, you know, uh, day-to-day commuter. Uh, I'm very passionate about the railways and I'm very frustrated also on a daily basis of the overcrowding, of the cancellation with no notice, the lack of information. You know, there's lots of things, the whole the whole experience, and it's getting worse and worse. So the, the, this is very important to make the point to everybody out there that the fact that we are pushing and, and, and really calling for investment in HS2 doesn't mean at all that we're not cited to the problems of the now and the need for investment in the next year, two years, five years, and that needs to still happen. So we're working very closely with the Combined Authority, West Midlands Rail Executive. You know, there's a lot of issues at the moment with West Midlands Rail Executive. You know, we got to, we got to make sure that we work together to make sure government understands the pressures that we're dealing with at the moment. And in fact, make sure that we get investment that will make things easier in the short term. And I need to make sure that everybody understands that that still happens and the 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 commitment from our leaders in the west midlands to resolve the day-to-day activity is there and that we will definitely make sure that when we talk to government investment in the short term is top priority always we need to think about HS2 as a, you know, if we're talking about leveling it up, if we think about rebalancing the economy, if we want to make sure that the cities of Birmingham and as well as Wolverhampton Coventry start to step up into a global stage as we open up into global markets and become really competitive and attract investment. HS2 provides that certainty to investors of how our towns and cities fit into a wider network, how they are connected to our airports, to our ports, and how capacity will be there for future growth, for future housing, for future connectivity. And, and that's extremely important for the leaders of the towns and cities across the West Midlands. This is not just about a railway, it's about the message. Uh, to, to, to the world that these towns and cities are prepared for the future and that they will have the infrastructure in place uh, to, to encourage sustainable travel, to get more people on public transport, to meet the environmental carbon zero uh, targets, but also to ensure that these are well truly connected to the rest of the world. It's not just about the railways, the scale of investment that comes with the introduction of a new big national infrastructure project. And we never had that in the Midlands. I just want to touch on environmental issues. Now, um, I think it's probably fair to say that what started off as a bit of a kind of amateur movement of, of local people protesting about uh, issues in their own backyard uh, seems to have generated um, a huge amount of support presenting the idea of HS2 as, a, as an environmental catastrophe, effectively, cutting a scar through the, you know, from north to south. Those arguments seem to have um, been ramped up. You've come out quite recently and, and responded to some of those and to the, the alternative view of the review from Lord, Lord Barclay. What have you, you know, what, what have you taken away from those and what would you say to those who still maintain this is not the right thing to do? So, so the the environmental carbon zero, you know, and you know the whole environmental debate is so important, and we're quite pleased from a public transport perspective that is getting that sort of momentum because we all understand that the climate change agenda. We need to radically change the way we go about our lives, um, and we need to get more people into the public transport network. So, from our perspective, HS two provides capacity to do more 
more public transport, uh, uh, provide more capacity to public transport to get more people, as I said, off the cars into public transport, sustainable travel. And, and, and that doesn't mean, again, that we don't want more investment in buses or trams. These need to happen as well. This is about, all the time, making the Midlands twos was more important, buses, trams, or railways. But we never had, or London was never asked whether they'd rather have, you know, the Jubilee line upgrade or Victoria. Or they, they, were, they, they knew and understood the importance of public transport for the whole of the city. You know, now high-speed two, is about securing and future-proving that appetite to get more people on public transport because you're creating far more capacity to it. We asked the Prime Minister if he was going to fund that scheme anytime soon. This is what he said. Well, Andy, Andy and I have been talking about this for years. I mean, and, and, and his, you know, he, I remember him taking me into his office and, sh- and showing me the, the, a map of, of how he proposed to do it. And it was fantastic. And it totally uh, bowled me over because it is the right thing to do. I, I saw when I was mayor of London, the, the massive benefits it brings to people on, on all incomes, particularly on modest incomes, to be able to get to uh, a job opportunity cheaply, affordably, and efficiently. It makes a huge difference to people's lives. So, so, so I'm, I'm totally behind it. It's, I think it's going to be in his manifesto, and obviously I hope everyone will be supporting it. So is that, it is imminent? It is coming in the next year, two years, three years? Well, it's going to be in Andy's manifesto, and we will be delivering it as fast as we possibly can. And, and I know that he will be making representations to us and to the Treasury about it. He's been very successful in championing HS2. And, 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 and I, I think his vision is very attractive. Again, my colleague t- touched on it. There are people in Birmingham and the West Midlands who feel they've been sacrificed to the kind of high altar of, of high speed, effectively, yeah. that their, their homes and their businesses have been sacrificed. You've, you've said you're going to change that. Obviously, your government has overseen HS2 Limited for some time. Should you not yes. have stepped in a little bit sooner? Well, I don't forget. Uh, uh, yeah, but, but it's, this is a, a new or newish government. I mean, I, uh, we only got, I only got you know, re-elected in... Uh, well, actually elected for the first time uh, last in, in December. So um, we are changing the governance of HS2. I accept that uh, criticism. Uh, they, they, things need to change. They need to interact with the public in a different way. The, the costs have been allowed to spiral out of control. But the most important thing, your, your, your key point is we, it's, we can't just do HS2. We've got to do a basic uh, commuter rail in the West Midlands. We've got to do better bus services, uh, not just in the West Midlands, but across the country. Buses are crucial for people's livelihoods and, and quality of life. So that's why we're announcing the 4,000 new buses. Away from the city's business and political elite, we were keen to find out what ordinary people in Birmingham knew and thought of HS2. I spoke to Jordan and Tom, who were eating lunch in the Woodman pub in Curzon Street. Yeah, yeah, well, I usually train line a lot. I go, I use trains all the time, travel to London, travel to Birmingham, around the country, and just, like, around Birmingham, really, yeah, as well. Um, so I use, I use trains kind of on a, on a daily basis. Um, so, so uh, HS2's going ahead yeah. in full, uh, yeah. 106 billion or thereabouts. Yeah. Does that fill you with... It doesn't really fill me with much joy. I mean, it's for £106 billion to um, to reduce a train service by 20 minutes going to and from London and whatnot. 
it doesn't really for me with much joy. I feel like that money could be better off spent invested in the infrastructure of the current train train systems, you know, um, which is they, they need that as well. You know, the, the delays, the problems, everything that we have and just the overall look and feel of the trains, you know, it's just not great really. I mean, I was for it to begin with, but then when you start adding the additional amounts of money, and that obviously worth the 106 billion pounds right now, I think that money could have been better spent elsewhere. I believe it should have been scrapped when it went under budget initially. Um, I'm not just moving away from that as well. In terms of Birmingham, the creative quarter over in Digbeth is going to suffer a massive detriment. Um, like the Minerva Works and the galleries over there are all going to be knocked down to facilitate for it. And to be honest with you. I'm a creative myself, I'd rather the, the creative studios are all still there rather than this big train line. Like Jordan said, I think we should focus on, on the current infrastructure before we, we look into investing huge amounts of money into something which is kind of like a, I don't know, it's more of like a look at what we've got, the UK sort of thing, as opposed to it being an actual real need. We also joined up with media production students at Birmingham City University and asked them to find out what their fellow students and commuters thought. This is what they found out. My name's Tom Walker, I'm 27 and I'm a student. People have moved houses, had to be like kicked out of their houses, businesses have had to close because of HS2 when it's not even done yet. I'm Ellis, I'm 22 and I'm from a little place in uh, Worcestershire called Bewdley but I'm at university in Birmingham and I'm a student. Uh, what I know is that it is basically a High, well, it's high-speed rail, isn't it? High-speed rail line um, that goes between London and Birmingham and Birmingham, Manchester and Leeds, I think. Um, and it basically gets can get you from one end of the country. Well, I, hopefully when it's finished, we'll be able to get you from one end of the country to the other in like less than two hours. I mean, I would quite like the idea of a faster rail. I get the train every day and I know how much of a shambles it is. So if they can get this done, then at least the links between the cities will be better and more reliable and they can focus on the uh, sort of more district and local lines. But I think it will be good for both Birmingham and me because I, I don't ideally want to move away from the West Midlands, but for the career I want to, I want to have, the most likely option would be to move uh, and live in London or, or Manchester, somewhere, somewhere around there. So if, if these rail lines can be completed, I'll be able to live in the West Midlands, then possibly commute to work, which wouldn't take any longer than, um, than it would normally to get, around, to get around the West Midlands. What do you know about HS2? Um, I know that is the new fast track train that's coming from Birmingham into London or vice versa. So you think it's going to be good for Birmingham or good for you? Definitely. I feel like it'll be good for the city as well um, and it'll bring a lot more like money, attention, whatever to both cities. Do you have any specific concerns or worries about it? Um, is it going to be really expensive? That's a concern, you know. I feel like people want to get around quickly but also don't want to spend extortionate unrealistic prices on transport so do you think it would be good for Birmingham or good for you at all when it comes um to yeah I don't commute but I have a lot of family in London so <laughs> it's going to be good for me to get there quickly back because I go quite a bit uh, so what are your thoughts on the proposed high-speed railway that will be coming to this area soon um I guess the money could probably be better spent elsewhere considering the rail links are always already pretty good, I would say. Yeah, my name's Craig, I'm 40 and I'm a senior conductor on the trains. Brilliant. Um, and so what do you know about HSC? <laughs> um, what do I know? 
Uh, well, obviously, train to, well, train line running, connecting the north down to London, uh, Birmingham, Leeds, Manchester. Uh, it's supposed to reduce journey time. The infrastructure itself could do with the investment to improve it, and it could improve the rail infrastructure more by doing that than building the HS2 and just connecting certain places. Yeah, um, I'm Hannah, I'm 20 and I'm a student. Um, I'm Johnny, I'm 20 and I work at m <laughs> um, So what do you know about HS2? We were actually talking about it just on the train because we went past where they're doing the work and we said like we know it's and like a high speed rail to connect London to northern places. Yeah, yeah, that's about it really. Um, well, I said we do kind of need more like infrastructure in the country because I feel like we are falling behind in terms of comparing it to other countries' train systems. But whether HSD, because with the money that's already been spent and how little progress has been made, whether it's worth it or not. I think the money could be used better as well to improve the infrastructure of the other got. rails that we've yeah. got. Yeah. Do you think it'd be like good specifically for Birmingham? Um, well, I feel like this, it's already yeah. quite quick to get to London anyway, so in terms of getting to London quicker, it's not, it's only an like hour 20 anyway. Solihull with all the, you see, in Solihull with all, all the new buildings going up because of it, so there is investment coming in. But I feel like there needs to be a bigger connection with the north rather than just Birmingham. No, I think Birmingham as well, it would make Please it feel more like a second city. It is. It will create a many job opportunity, also the one of the iconic uh, uh, and the oldest uh, train station, Karjan Street, is going to reopen, proposed to be 2024, I guess. And then a lot of high-speed high track is going to start very soon. Hello, I am Martha Coleman. I'm 22 and I am a master's student studying media production at Birmingham City University. Hi, I'm Jade. I'm 26 years old. I'm also studying media production radio studies at Birmingham City University. So, Martha, what do you know about HS2? It's train. Very high-speed train. Did I didn't realise that that's actually what it stood for. Neither did I. There you go. I thought it was like Her Majesty. It was like yeah. HMS2 and it was like Her Majesty something. But yeah. no, it's like HS2. It was like high-speed. I was like, that makes sense, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, After this um, degree, I would like to go down to London, obviously, if given the choice. But as much as I'd love to live in London, you have to sort of look at all your options, don't you, really? So if that was actually available for people like me who who want like who have more opportunities in London for their kind of jobs that they want to go for, 100%. And I think, I don't know whether it would make more business and whatever, and, mm. you know, people are more likely to, if there's a job in London, to think, do you know what, it's only 49 minutes, so, yeah, it's why not? not? Yeah. Like, the thing I am a bit sad about is where they've got the site for HS2, because they've only started building that, in recent years, in my like first year of university, that was all green, and it was yeah. such a nice place to sit. And also, they had like a big rally. They, that was where the Labour rally was, where they had basically a free Clean Bandit concert. And then Jeremy Corbyn came out, and it was all on that bit now that's just been torn down. Yeah. And also, there was a massive car park, which oh. was very beneficial. <laughs> Yeah, especially for university students. Yeah, like, it's... when I first moved in, I moved into, like, uni locks, and the place we could park for all my stuff was that massive car park. And it, it was, it was really convenient, but now that's gone, and all there is to park now, really, for the uni is Millennium Point, which yeah. gets filled up so quickly. Do you I'm... think it would be good for Birmingham uh, and good for you? Um, I think it would definitely be good for Birmingham, because it says that 
very quick transport link from like Birmingham to London, possibly Birmingham to Manchester as well, because those three cities are massive, yeah, like media cities. Like I say, that's career I want to go into. So exactly being same, able to quickly travel between these three hubs would be amazing. That would be mm. very, very beneficial. I feel like the only concerning thing about it would maybe be um, train ticket prices because ticket yes. prices at the moment are disgusting. Mm. Like some places it's cheaper to fly yeah. than to take the train, which is which is horrific and that should not be... Yeah. A thing, but it's because, you know, the trains being privatised and stuff. I'm like, is that also going to happen with HS2? Is that going to be involved? Yeah. With all, uh, It's probably going to be privatised. And then it's like, oh, yeah, that's great. You can take a train to from Birmingham to London in 49 minutes. And then it costs like six. your house. <laughs> exactly. Remortgage your house for a one-way trip. So there you have it. The uncertainty is over. HS2 is on its way. It's the end of speculation but just the start of what will be the biggest infrastructure project our country has ever seen, with Birmingham right at its heart. HS2, Walking the Line. You can download HS2, Walking the Line, from wherever you listen to your podcasts. But for exclusive, immersive content download the Entail app for iOS. If you like what you've heard, please rate and review HS2, Walking the Line, and help other listeners discover us too. This is a Laudable production for Birmingham Live. You can find out more about Laudable and our other local podcasts by following us on Twitter and Instagram. Instagram.